Welcome to a single serving podcast. I'm your host, Shani Silver. I started this podcast because whenever I saw content for single women, it was about dating, how to date better, how to survive dating. And I know that we deserve more than that. So I created this podcast to change the way being single is seen, discussed, and felt. And I'm so happy to have you here with me. I hope you'll also consider joining the Facebook group for this podcast. It's become a really supportive community full of people sharing stories and encouraging one another and actually meeting up in real life too. There are three main ways that you can support this podcast. The first is simply share it. Share it with someone who needs to hear it. Share it with your family. Share it with your friends. Anybody who could use a change in perspective when it comes to being single. The second way is you can rate and review this podcast on iTunes. It takes two seconds and it's a huge deal that really helps podcasters um, get more visibility and continue to do their work. And then the third way is you can become a patron of mine on Patreon. Patreon is a platform that helps independent creators earn money for creating the work that people enjoy. So there are multiple tiers that you can join, but my favorite one is a $5 tier that comes with an extra bonus episode of this podcast every single month. So there will be a link to it below. Check it out. And in the meantime, thank you so much for joining me. One day I'd like to be in a professional position where the blooper reel of me trying to record this introduction is compiled on video for your viewing pleasure, because I feel like that might be a treat for all of you to listen to. Hello, lovelies. I'm very happy to be speaking with you today. I hope you're all safe and healthy and doing well. Um, This is a brand new episode of the podcast, and today I am being joined by my very first recurring guest ever. Jess Wilkins was on the podcast last year in an episode called Would Rihanna Put Up With This? And I brought Jess back to the podcast because I don't know if you guys have this. I hope that you do. But there are certain friends that I have during this crazy ass time we're living through that are a massive, massive source of support and comfort And uh, Jess has been that for me. We are both quarantined separately, but both of us are in Brooklyn. And um, so she feels close but far away at the same time. And we are both writers, so we understand each other on that level as well. And just in general, she's been a very, very good friend to me and very supportive. And a few weeks ago, we were FaceTiming. And while I'm sitting there crying, laughing at her on FaceTime, which I really needed, um, I was really pissed that I hadn't recorded our conversation as a podcast because I thought that it was really relevant and I thought that you would have enjoyed it. So I invited her to be a guest again, and I'm so glad she said yes. So I'm happy to share our conversation with you, and I hope that you enjoy it. Um, Before I get started... As promised, I'm going to read some correspondence that came in from you guys. I'm so excited to get emails from you. You have no idea. It makes my day. Um, So I asked you in the last episode for communication regarding single serving success stories. And that word success is completely open to single woman interpretation. Whatever you want to celebrate in the moment, please email it to me at a single serving podcast at gmail.com. And I will read them out for you because I think that we should celebrate ourselves more than society celebrates us. And it's my podcast and I'll do what I want. So the first one I want to read for you is from Charlotte. And Charlotte says, last week I achieved a lifelong dream. I am now a fully registered psychologist. It was only a week before that that I got dumped via text, all while we live in this very real apocalypse called COVID-19. 
And when all this happened and I submitted my application for full registration, I was sad that when I got the news of its outcome, that I would most likely have to be at home in my apartment that I live in by myself with my two cats and I would have no one to celebrate with. But then I thought what a gift it was that I didn't have to share it with anyone. There's no way that this guy I had been dating for four months would understand the battle it took to get here. It didn't just take three degrees, one internship, and 10 years to achieve. It took sheer grit to achieve this when I also moved states, left an emotionally and physically abusive relationship with absolutely nothing and no one, worked 60-hour weeks to support myself, maintained the gym to keep my mental health in check, and somehow got the idea that I could also take up the piano. When I got that email saying I was fully registered, it was 10 p.m., and I just got off a video call with my best friend in the whole entire world. I sat on my floor and happy cried for an hour. I did it. I bloody did it. Yes, you did, Charlotte. Yes, you did. I am so proud of you. Thank you for sharing that success story with me um, and with this entire audience. And if you go to shaneysilver.com, there is a blog post pertaining to this episode. And there's actually a picture of Charlotte um, in her like graduation attire. And I'm really, really proud of her and happy for her. So thank you for sharing your story. This next single serving success story comes in from Becca and Becca says, recently I moved myself across the country for a job in a city I didn't know much about Seattle with two cats in my car. We drove across the country. First of all, that's a success in and of itself, but that's not what this email is about. She goes on to say, I've been here for a year now and finally ordered a couch in January from Ikea. I expected to just screw in the legs. I was filled with shock and horror as the delivery folks about a month and a half later, they were late and then COVID-19 made them later, dropped off 14 boxes. I had to build this sucker entirely. It took me two days with a lot of breaks. I'm pretty happy. Um, I love that. There is a picture of her couch as well. And when you see this beast, um, you will understand why this is such a success story. But there is there's more of her email. She says, despite missing family and friends right now, near and far, I found I'm absolutely self-sufficient and can do more by myself than I thought, like drive across the country and put together furniture. I miss humans, but I'm okay. I wish I had realized all of this a while ago. I finally took a chance and left my comfort zone, leaving the East Coast for Seattle, and so far, I'm glad I did. Anyway, maybe this isn't too exciting for most, but it is for me. I actually think I'm more pleased with the couch than the move. Your friend, Becca. Becca, that is incredible. That is a wonderful, wonderful success story. That is exactly what I'm talking about. Um, I'm very proud of you for... (laughs) assembling a 14 box sofa and I hope every time you sit on it it is an absolute joy Um, it is also a really big deal to drive across the country and move I've done it myself twice three times well I've moved states like three times but I think it can only be qualified as cross country twice and so I know what that's like and oh shit three times I moved from Austin to LA LA to Chicago Chicago to Philly I've done that a lot too it's it's a shitload there was a cat in the car one time and it was unpleasant I don't recommend it um but it's a big deal what you did. And um, I'm really glad that you're proud of yourself. We are all celebrating you and Charlotte and everyone listening, whatever your success story happens to be, uh, this is the place to celebrate it. So thank you very, very much for, for sharing those stories with us. 
It just got very loud in my hallway, so I will keep the rest of this introduction short and sweet. I'm thrilled to share this discussion with Jess with you all. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. I'm so happy to have you. I'm so glad you're here. I hope you'll also consider joining the Facebook group for this podcast and following the podcast on Instagram. Um, Apart from that, I hope everyone is staying very safe and very healthy. Thank you all so much for listening to this podcast week over week. You are an incredible audience, and I am very, very honored to make things for you. Um, I hope everyone is well, and I love you so much. I hope you enjoy the episode. I have been such a productive bitch today. Like, you have no idea. Sames! We're having a good day today. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I, I left the bed at... Did I leave the bed? Bitch, it was bad. (laughs) Did my feet touch the ground? Not. Can't confirm. Can't confirm. Will neither confirm nor deny. (laughs) Um, I'm not making the same mistake I made when we talked last week. I'm already recording. Not that all of this is going to make it in, but I'm not. We're not missing the prologue this time at all. At all. You look so cute. I did this for you. I mean, I didn't cute up. I'm so sorry. Oh, shut up. You look adorable. What are you talking about? The bra is off. The bra like, is off. Okay. All right. This is a boob job. Yes. Never forget. <laughs> I feel like I always like have to constantly remind people that like people will like DM me like, what bra are you wearing in that picture? And I'm again, breast reduction, breast lift. So the reason we are gathered here today is uh, about a week ago, we were talking on FaceTime, as we do. Um, First of all, blanket statement, I would like to thank you for being a quarantine comfort to me in these trying times. I think it's very important to have friends you can text in times of panic or worry or any of the myriad reasons that we have texted each other over the last month and a half. And I appreciate you. And also say, and muchas gracias to you. Uh, (laughs) I'm very appreciative of the friendship we have formed. Correct. (laughs) It has been a source of comfort in the abyss that is our lives in, in New York. Such as they are. Also, you're, I know we're about to get into beauty stuff, but your eyebrows are still... They're, they look like the before times. Your eyebrows still look like the before times. I have not had my eyebrows threaded in maybe two to three years. Because, Do you maintain yourself? Yeah, because I got them threaded too thin. And I have always been like a really particular bitch about this. I bring a photo. This is what I want. Do not take my arch off the top. Start from the bottom and don't make me look scared or excited. (laughs) I want a light arch. Don't come at me crazy. This ain't the 20. I am not a flapper. And homegirl was just like, "Uh uh-huh, and did what she wanted to do. So I feel like my brows have not been the same. So I was like, I'm never going anywhere again. So I just tweezed the excess. Mm -hmm. And I swear by Anastasia Beverly Hills dip brow pomade. Okay, good to know. Mm-hmm. I've tried those little face razors before. They're like really tiny. They're oh, like, yeah. 
and they like so you don't have to pluck because plucking hurts me which is the whole reason i have bangs is so i don't have to maintain my eyebrows um, oh i'm on you bitch i know yeah like i tried the other day i was like well i got the time like what would it look like because i have brow gel and stuff in the house i was like what would it look like if i really filled it? i look so unrecognizable with a strong brow I, it was so strange. Here's the thing, though. I actually want to transition into a more natural brow. Okay. Because, and also shouts out to genetics, because my mama got a great brow, honey. Vanessa's brows be popping, okay? <laughs> She's a bad bitch. So um, there is a new thing that's, like, where people take, like, a brush and soap it's like glycerin soap or something. And it's almost like a, a pomade that you like brush on. Mm-hmm. I'm going to send you a video. Okay. It, it's like you brush them up and over and you can kind of shape them like this is actual like hair gel, like a thick hair gel. And it looks Brooke Shields Ooh. from the 80s. Wild brow, but kind of controlled, kind of like a, like a, like a Knowles brow, like a Beyonce. A Knowles brow. I got that from one of my friends who's a makeup artist. She's amazing. And, like, her goal in life is to have, like, the Knowles brow, Mm. as she calls it. And this, like, technique, I'm like, bitch, where do I order this soap? Like, I want to play around with this. So I will keep you posted. Let me know. Let me know. Yeah. I want to – I feel like I have, like, that strong, like, Instagram brow or, like, the Atlanta reality housewives, like, whatever brow. And I would like to take it down a bit because, I, you know – I don't want to be that bitch. Um, well, do you not think that maybe we're all about to take quite a few things down a bit, given that we now see life can continue without them? And we will get into this. The whole reason we are talking today is I realized about mm, 15 minutes into our last FaceTime conversation that I wished I had been recording it because we were talking about some very uh, topical themes and things that were just like... It sometimes feels like every conversation we have during these times is very heavy and like all the things we're talking about have changed are things like, I don't know, income and like very heavy things. But you brought up the topic of like, we were discussing the fact that everybody's ugly and how it's, I mean, I have not seen this, but you have seen, I think on Instagram, people who are still maintaining their their before times beauty routines, even though that involves being far too close to people. I have not witnessed it, but I know that you have. So I, you know, was doing my regular Twitter stroll and there were people like considering having someone come over and braid their hair Mm -hmm. or, well, my best friend is a nail tech, so I'm just going to have her come up. And it's like, it doesn't matter. I don't think people understand. It doesn't matter like your relation to the person that makes you impervious to being infected. It's almost like, this is so extreme, it's almost like with STDs where people are like, well, he's too attractive to have chlamydia. You know what I mean? It's like, how do you know? You don't fucking know. You know, like you don't know if someone has the you Also, you're not fucking him. You're fucking everyone he's ever fucked. Like, that's the whole... And maybe that is the perfect analogy. You're not, you know, shopping for oranges next to her. You're shopping for oranges next to everyone she shopped next to oranges for in the last month. Like, that's exactly. what's happening. Exactly. So I'm just kind of like, so, you know, to the few people who I've seen who were, like, considering this or just and seemed like they were, like, heavily leaning on the I'm just going to do it side. I was just like, bitch, don't. We are all ugly. Here's my thing. Who? Okay. 
I put myself together for myself. Mm -hmm. And this is something that I wish that more um, men understood about women is that, or let me just speak for me. I don't wake up in the morning and think I'm going to put this outfit on specifically for this dude who I don't know in hopes that he will like hit on me. Right. So I do my makeup every day because it's a meditation for me that 20 minutes and I have it down to a tight 20. Um, sometimes 15, if I abandon the foundation and I'm having a good day, you know, but like that 20 minutes is for me. I don't give a shit what you think about it. If anything, I get more attention from dudes when I wear no makeup. So I actually consider it to be like armor, mm -hmm. you know? And so I feel like if you, I understand wanting to look good just for yourself because I don't even feel like a human version of myself when my hair and nails aren't done. So I get it. But like right now, I have to be more gentle with myself in being like, girl, your waves are on swim right now because you can't get no relaxer. You eight weeks out from a relaxer. You basically a natural bitch out here. <laughs> life right now. And that's okay. Give yourself a break. And to the people who do put on for other people, who are you competing with right now? Yes. Everybody's ugly. Everybody needs a wax. Everybody needs a fill-in or at this point a full set. Everybody needs like their braids touched up or their edges tended to. Everybody's wig is stale. Nobody <laughs> looks good right now. And it's okay. It's like the opposite is the badge of honor now. Like if you look perfect right now, I assume you've done something very, very wrong. Like very wrong. So it's almost uh -huh. like you... Uh -huh you're just bringing negative attention to yourself for having those perfect nails or for having perfect hair. I will say though, it probably, I don't know this, but would it not suck to like all of a sudden, like really be in need of a protective hairstyle and not be able to go get one? Like this was dropped on us all of a sudden. Like we did not well, anticipate the grow out. So if I had had the foresight, which obviously none of us did, right. but if I had the foresight, I'd have let my relaxer grow out a bit like a month before and I would have gone and gotten braids and then by now I'd be, you know, like, okay. Cause you can have braids for like at least a month and be fine. Yeah. You know, if I'd had the foresight, but no, I'm out here with like six different textures going on in my hair and it's fine. We gonna figure out how to make them work together. <laughs> you know? But it's just like, who I, that, I think it's, it's important for us to, to consider like, what does it say about us, aside from just the fact that I feel better when I dress up, but what does it say about how I feel about myself that I'm like, you know, throwing sheets over mirrors so that I can't look <laughs> at myself without being, you know what I mean? Like fully, you know, glammed up. And I put on like a very ridiculous outfit today and put, and put it on like my Instagram story. So I have a like sweats. I have on a very expensive, fuzzy white crop top. And I was like slightly cold. So I draped my like white Sherpa jacket over my shoulders and like some Nike slides. And I was just like sink into the abyss, but make it fashion, bitch. And my god sister was like, I really like this outfit. And I was like, are you on fucking drugs? Like, <laughs> this is a ridiculous outfit. Like, what? She's like, I really like it. Everyone's insane. It's fine. You need to post that on your feed with the hashtag work from home fits because that guy is posting some epic, epic outfits like bitches with like pillows on the front of themselves oh, with a belt. Yes, that's where that's coming from. I was wondering. I was like, 
what the fuck is happening? Everything. Because, because the simulation is glitching so hard, it's really hard to know when something is like a Victor and Rolf Couture situation and when a bitch is just joking. It's real hard to know. There's so much that's up in the air. There, nothing is on firm footing. Absolutely nothing. Everything is weird. Everything is insane. I shower at 3 p.m. That's like my new shower time. Like it's so, everything is so weird. You know what's kind of strange? I usually do like a, in, in normal days, I do like, before I shower, I'll use, um, I love, uh, this is not a sponsored post, but Latouche by Megababe. Megababe products are the best thing ever, by the way. Is this that weird booty mask thing? It's a booty mask. So Explain to me what y'all bitches need a mask for your booties for. What's happening with y'all's booties? Bumpy or rough skin texture or breakouts. My skin texture is very bad on my ass, probably because I sit on it so goddamn much. Like, I don't work out anymore. I walk out of my house twice a week. Like, it's a I know, I know. No, I have a question. This isn't even about that. I don't judge you about your your workout or lack thereof or what you do. Here's my question. As a white woman. Yes. Okay. Because I didn't know that this was a thing. You know, I'm from Atlanta. You are one of five white people who I know in Colorado. So... I didn't know that white people don't use like lotion all over their bodies. Are you a white person who lotions their whole body? Yes, of course. Okay. So I asked that because I'm like, I'm wondering like when people say, cause I did see some people talking about like this, the skin texture thing, yep. you know, on their butt. And I'm just like, is this because like white people don't moisturize their asses? It's like black people, we lotion down. Like it's like, Going out ashy as a black person, like having like ash in like like that little like crook between yeah. like your, it it looked like don't nobody love you if your ankles ashy like didn't nobody love you before you left the fucking house like, if you no one said something <laughs> you know didn't nobody say nothing to you about that so like as a single person I very intentionally make sure that I'll have like no ashy spots that are visible because it's like somebody do love me bitch and it's me but. <laughs> So I've always just been curious or, or I've recently become curious like when like white people talk about like a dry like body spot. I'm like, is this because they don't use lotion? Because one of my friends at my job, I came out of the bathroom and, you know, I'd wash my hands. So I was, you know, like losing, using her lotion. And she's just like, see, I've been saying that the soap in the bathroom is too drying because, like, you have to use lotion after you wash your hands. I was like, bitch, you don't put lotion on your hands after every time you wash them? And she was like, no. I was like, so you don't get ashy? And she's like, what does that mean? I was like, back all the way up. When you get out of the shower, what do you do? And she's like, what do you mean? I said, you don't have, like, a body lotion? And she's like, No. Bitch, what? This was so new to me. I think that there are a lot of white people who don't lotion. I agree with you. And I think it's because when our skin is ashy, it is less outwardly visible. Right. But what I don't understand is, is it not just as uncomfortable? Do you not itch? Uh, Not only do I lotion head to toe after I get out of the shower, I change my lotions based on the season. Like we are approaching... um, more gel textured lotion season for summer. It's less heavy. But in the winter, like head to toe, like I could swim the English channel with the shit that I put on my body. Of course. Okay. Be- and it's not like half of it's vanity because I know that the more lotioned I am, the like more youthful my skin will look further into the future. Although some things cannot be stopped. But like I, I just want to care for my skin. That's why I do it. But in the winter, there is just a huge level of discomfort if you do not lotion post shower. That's what I don't understand is that that itchy like you know that Beetlejuice photo that I just tweeted about like her skin yeah Yeah. 
it's like at the end of Beetlejuice when she's like shrinking into herself with the green lighting and the exorcism and whatever. That's what my hands have been feeling like because of all of the excessive hand washing, but also I have psoriasis on certain parts of my body and uh, the tips of my fingers is one of the tough spots. So like it's been a constant state of lotioning and like ointmenting and everything, but full body always happens. It's probably very much an individualized choice, I would think. So back to the the booty mask stuff, because I just needed to know, is it just because your booty just been ashy for a long time? But go ahead. I want to know about the booty mask. So I've always just had like a rougher texture to my butt anyway. Is this TMI or is this just I? I'm going to be honest with you because we have discussed many a thing offline. I don't know that we have too much TMI left anymore. Like we talk Mm -hmm. about stuff, girl. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is a safe space. We will get into it. Okay. All right. And for those listening, you know what? Just join us. Um, Everybody got to ask. Everybody got to ask. I mean, okay. So texture wise, I leave something to be desired. So I was thinking when the product came out, first of all, I love Mega Babe. I'm a huge fan of Katie Storino and of Mega Babe and the the impetus behind her products and the fact that she creates products that address um, formerly what you might consider embarrassing problems or problems that you would hide. Like her hero product is a thigh chafe stick for when your thighs rub together and they chafe and it stings. She's the creator of that thigh chafe stick that everybody uses. Um, oh, I've never used it, but I just bought some, so I'll, I'll give it a shot. Um, yeah, and report back because I have been telling people, like, again, I'm a thick, curvy bitch from the South, and I kind of don't, you know, I have feelings about the word curvy, but I use it when I write things because people don't really know what thick means, not until white women get a hold of it. So, um, I, you know, my thighs have always gotten along really well, so they stay touching. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you get a little chafe. And it hurts. Report back. Report back. I want to know about this. I will. I've used other products in prior summers, and they're okay, I guess, but everyone raves about this one in particular, so we'll see what happens. But I also use a variety of Mega Babe products, and I've loved them. So when they came out with Latouche, for $22, I'll give it a shot. So I used it one time, didn't notice a difference, used it another time, and I was like, "Mm, maybe, I don't know. After the third use of Latouche, it's like your ass has gone back in time. It's like I called a contractor to lay new foundation on my ass skin texture. It's smooth. Like, you know when you open a new jar of, like, Jif? That kind of smooth. That oh, kind of smooth. Okay. And I was I so shocked by it. Friend. Thank you. Um, is it an exfoliating mm-hmm. situation? Yes. Okay. It's mm-hmm. got like three different like acids in it or something. Like okay. it's yeah. not a scrub. It's not a scrub at all. Right. It's um, a chemical exfoliant. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Um, but you have to keep using it, I've found out. So like I figured, you know, no one's coming here. No one's looking, so to speak. So I'm, I don't really give a shit about like maintaining. And by the way. After I found out how good it worked, I started covering my entire body in this shit, like head to toe. I have decided on um, two podcast episodes ago on my podcast, I interviewed uh, this black dermatologist that I use for like all my beauty stories. She's like my go-to source. And I have decided I need to start doing more of a full body, like physical exfoliant. And I remember when I was in college, 
um, you know, college was super fucking traumatic for me. So even like when people would compliment me, it was like riddled with shade and I would cry alone at night. But anyway, um, I remember this girl being like, how is your body like all one color? And I was like, I don't understand what you mean. Black people, we do tend to have hyperpigmentation. So it's like a thing that we can have like, you know, darker spots like somewhere. But I was, I didn't know that that was like a thing that you should like cherish. So now I'm like, oh my gosh, I do want to make sure that like my whole body continues to be like a smooth, you know, surface onto which, you know, my sheets slide nicely. Is there anything better than freshly shaved legs on clean, high thread count Mm -hmm. sheets? Nothing at all, friend. That's why I change my sheets twice a week. It's because I live for that day. And oh my god! Now it's okay. all I have. So let's cross over a little bit because I know this is your show. But sometimes I like to interview you. <laughs> um, what material are you using for sheets these days? So I'm very particular about sheets, and by particular, I do not mean fancy. My current sheets that I love that I typically tend to replace like once a year are from Target, but it is a vintage wash. So like I don't. Um, like t-shirt sheets are a problem for me because I'm a very hot sleeper. I have to have like a cold environment. Yes. Yeah. So I can't have fucking cotton Jersey. Oh, no, I want my sheets made out of like the sail of a ship. Like that's what I want. I want like some crisp linen and that's what these sheets are. So, um, but I also find that like they, they lose that crispness after a few days. So I do wash them a ton. And then after about a year of like rotating your sheets and washing them, you do need to just replace them because they're like kind of worn out. Um, But that's the kind of sheet that I use. I love the coolness of it. And I use that year round, by the way. Um, But yeah, that's that moment is like the nicest treat to give yourself, especially with proper usage of a good fabric softener and dryer sheet. Like that's really... It's the little, it's the little things that we have to rely on. Give me a plush towel. Oh yeah. Be a crisp sheet. Mm-hmm. I also kind of enjoy um, the, I think it's called like brushed cotton sheets because they're a really good balance. So let me tell you where I, how I get mine because like my mom is kind of a, a, a sheet snob. Okay. So she buys those like fucking, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, from Macy's home, blah, 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 blah. So does my mom. I don't get the, I don't get it. It's a mom thing. I get my sheets from um, like a TJ Maxx or a Marshalls and Calvin Klein and or Ralph Lauren has like a brushed cotton material. That's a perfect balance between like crisp and soft. So um, yeah, I'm obsessed with them. And you know, I'm like aggressively girly, like to drag queen extents. So of course they're a powder blush pink, you know? Um, (laughs) And it's just, I live for that feeling of just freshly nared legs. Just, uh, oh honey. It's lovely. It is lovely. I love how men are like, they maintain for us. Oh, do we? Do right. We? You know, it's never for you, fucker. It's Because I couldn't commit to it if it were for you because y'all don't stick around. I don't walk around my house looking like a toaster strudel for three minutes every time I'm about to hop in the shower. 
toaster strudel. Because that's what it looks like. It looks like the icing from a toaster strudel that I've just slathered my whole body in. (laughs) (laughs) You can't do anything. You just have to stand there for three minutes. It's like you're going to bump into something if you move. It's a horribly awkward three minutes of your life, but it is worth every second. And Latouche is one of the best beauty products I've ever used in my life. I will obviously link to it in the show notes for you ladies or men that would like to try it. Um, I actually was having a happy hour Zoom with my uh, crew of like six or seven gays that we always have happy hour every Friday night and then subsequent hangovers every Saturday morning. And we've started like adding content to these calls. Like somebody will have the very like they'll have the foresight to say, well, everyone What's the most insane purchase you've made during this quarantine? What's the most nonsensical thing you've bought during quarantine? And when they got around to me, I was like a butt mask. And they were all super excited and wanted to hear more about it. So it is a genderless product. I just want to point that out. Again, everybody got to ask. Everyone. And everyone deserves to have a nice ass texture. I will not be going back to that habit until I know when I'm getting out of here just you know it's you you use a lot of products and my like my luxury items during quarantine are different than certain beauty products like I would rather spend the money on good candles because home scent is very important to me during this time frame so that's kind of the luxury purchase I'm going for is I've bought three boy smells candles thus far and I'm probably not done okay Uh, speaking of candles so in the most New York, Brooklyn thing ever. I, all of my, like my candle stash was completely artisanally made by a friend who made soy candles and I could like request like a certain scent. And like we had one that we call like the man scent because it had, it smelled like a sexy dude. And then um, she had one called like high tea. It's like jasmine tea. It's just like amazing. But she moved to Paris. So I'm slowly running through my stash of her candles. And I'm like, where do I go from here? Because I can't afford <laughs> Jo Malone. And I don't know, like, what, like, I feel like people act like Bath and Body Works is basic bitch shit. <laughs> I don't know what to do for a good candle. And I need recommendations. I will tell you what you do. Um, I don't believe, barring, like, extraneous circumstances, like, if you're really treating yourself get a diptyque or a Jo Malone or something. I mean, if something fantastic has happened to you, go ahead and get that candle. But day-to-day candle maintenance, I don't believe in spending more than $40 on a good candle. And it can happen now because people have millennialized candles. So like Otherland is a company that's doing it well, but Boy Smells is my preference. Boy Smells is a company that does, um, they make uh, candles and they also make underwear, although I've never bought underwear from them. I've only bought candles. Their candle scents are phenomenal, but more than that, they are strong. They work. I can light one in the center of my home and my whole living room smells good. It's not going to carry into the bedroom, but that's what the second candle in the bedroom is for. And I can afford it because these candles are $32. That's the difference there. That's why I loved her candles so much because they were so potent that you could just open it. Like right now, I have one sitting by my bed and my whole room smells like it and it's not even lit. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So also speaking of underwear, I, in my 32 years of age, realized that I just can't do it with like the fancy material. I need just a regular cotton with a full ass. Mm -hmm. Less, it's like a sexy situation, which there are some women, people, sorry, 
who just enjoy lingerie for themselves. My mom being one of them. My mom ain't had a man in like a decade or more. And she just has like a stash of just like these pretty nightgowns and like stuff that she has never even worn that she just like gives to me that still has tags on it from like back when Macy's was still riches. Like it's crazy. I don't need like a seamless blah, 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 blah. During these times, I just need a regular cotton underwear with a full ass. You know, do you know how hard that is to fucking find these days? What because are you finding instead? Everything has like the slightest bit of embellishment. Everything is like meant to be, it has like that weird seamless material. Everything, like I have to filter so much just to get, or it's like if it's the right material, it's like, oh, it's cheeky. I don't need for half of my ass to be out, Mm-mm. you know? And do you know how hard it is to find draws that fit an ass like mine? I have like, like my hips are like 40 inches plus around and it's just like why is it so hard to find underwear to just fit the whole ass i get my underwear in bulk on amazon that's where mine come from like i'm not like it's very very cheap they don't last super long but i'm okay with that i buy my underwear in bulk on amazon i would encourage you to look into this avenue because it's saved me a lot of woe like I used to always go to Target and buy like five at a time, but that price was pissing me off because they don't last long, right? They turn into these ratty like slingshots. I'm a thong girl, so that's why. Um, So, but on Amazon, they're like half the price that they are at Target. So I was like very comfortable buying in bulk there and like return on investment makes sense to me in that way. Question. You wear a thong for comfort? Correct. Yeah, but not a restrictive one. Here's the thing. The whole waistband is very light and not restrictive lace. There's no hard elastic going into any part of me at all, ever. I know that this is weird, but yeah, I wear, I only wear thongs now. Wearing full underwear to me feels like wearing a diaper. So I don't know if you know this about me, but nine times out of 10 in my house, I'm Winnie the Poohing it. (laughs) Nine times out of 10. Um, just like full Donald Duck. Yeah. Anytime you talk to me, just know that I'm <laughs> wearing either like full booty underwear or like nothing. Like I, because my lady doctor, she has a problem with thongs because she's just like people who are, what does she call them? Chronic thong wearers. She's like, when, when she, um, examines them, she's like, I can see that they wear thongs it's like imprinted like on you and she's like when you wear them too much it can like degrade like you know our skin down there I think that we discount how sensitive our skin down our skin is down there Mm -hmm. and we don't take as much care of it outside of like even you know waxing or laser or like whatever you do you know even if you go all out like I support you do you but you still have to like treat that skin like carefully. And she's just like with some people, not saying this is what's happening to your vagina. I don't know your vagina girl, but (laughs) you know, it's like, so she's just always like either wear like a full, you know, ass or just go commando. Like her, um, I love her so much. She's like a very stern Russian woman. And she's just like underwear are for the week, Jessica. So I just, you know, if I'm in my house where I pay my rent, okay. I'm Winnie the Pooh in it. Wow. There is a lot to unpack in Mm -hmm. that last few minutes of our lives. I'm a huge advocate for like, like vaginal health, like lady health, 
because I just feel like we were so ill informed mm-hmm. about it. Like when we were growing up, like nobody told you what what your discharge was supposed to look like. Nobody told you what menstrual blood was supposed to look like, what colors it was supposed to be with the test. Nobody told us this stuff. So like as I get older and I learn this new stuff, I'm just like, hey, did you bitches know? (laughs) It was a very limited upbringing there. I I will say I sleep unencumbered. So that's probably for the best. Yeah, I 100% sleep unencumbered. But just like walking around, Mm, it depends on how I feel. You <laughs> it's going to be a large shirt, um, you know, and hey, <laughs> you got know? <laughs> to let her breathe. Let her be out here. I will say um, back to our beauty stitch. I want to order baby feet. The foot mask? Yes. Yes, you do. Yes, you I do. want baby soft feet. Have you done it before? No, and I feel like this is the, the perfect time. It is for many reasons. Um, oh, I'm prepared for the disgust of like the shedding skin. Like I'm very excited about it. Okay. I stuff like that. Before you buy it, link me to the one you're about to buy because okay. I've bought, I've used at least four or five brands from Amazon before and okay. all of them but one have been incredible. But one of them I used made the skin on my feet tighten and itch like I have never itched in my life for a full 48 hours. It was the most maddening two days of my life. Like I couldn't, and I couldn't, you can't wash it off when it's there, it's there. So show me the brand that you're about to buy. I want to make sure it's reputable. Mine was not reputable. I will not be buying that again. But in general, fully, fully support the decision to do a like a like snakeskin vibe with your feet, especially now while we're in quarantine and no one can see this because it is unsightly. Like very unsightly, just to I'm let so you know. Excited. Yeah, you should be. It's. I mean, it's a wonderful, like, an easy and like complete solution. Like this shit works. So I had friends who started it. So secret tragedy of my life last year. I broke my toenail. I still haven't figured out how. Mm-hmm. And it was like at the beginning of July. So we still had like summer left, and I could not wear open toe shoes because I mean that bitch broke. Like it cracked at the cuticle and it didn't hurt it never hurt I never felt it it was just gone and I was like what the fuck happened here so all my friend, I had like three or four friends who were doing baby feet at the time and I was just like I have this like exposed toe I don't feel safe like putting it in a situation like that oh for sure a whole toenail again it's (laughs) chemical it's definitely chemical Right. So I was like, mm, I don't think that's the best idea. Uh-uh. So I'm super excited about it. The other thing I did today, too, for myself was I ordered um, some skincare based on what, you know, the dermatologist I interviewed said. Um, a few people, even though they're like eating better and, you know, like staying in and stuff, people are still having like breakouts, mm-hmm. me being one of them. And so I ordered um, a CeraVe night cream because, you know, bitches need retinols. Um, I also got like a Clinique, like acne situation, um, you know, for that has like salicylic acid in it. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did I get? The Ordinary, I got a salicylic mask and um some like more rosehip oil i love rosehip oil because it's such a good dry oil to like 
seal whatever skincare products you're using, it makes your face feel like I imagine your ass feels right now, just like super soft. It's I, like, I'm obsessed with it. I've used a couple of different brands. This will be my first time using the Ordinaries brand mm-hmm. of it. But um, so I'm excited about that because I really want to, we've talked about this. I want to emerge from quarantine like a dewy fairy mm-hmm. princess woodland nymph bitch you yes. know yes right i mean i would prefer if you actually wore wings don't shaney you know i'm extra i will find wings i know you will oh i know you will um <laughs> the apocalypse breakout is real and it's happening oh. to many Th- this level of stress is not good for a variety of reasons. But yeah, like stress breakouts and just sort of like a lack of vitamin D. There's all kind. I mean, there are a million reasons that we could be breaking out. So it's very rampant, I think, for sure. And I also think that now is a lovely time to experiment with new skincare. I have taken to rating my own travel stash. I usually, like, I collect small, like, sample sizes from, like, Birchbox or, like, when I shop at Sephora and I get samples, things like that. And then that's what travels with me. But since my ass is on the ground for the foreseeable future, why not break into the fancy box and try all of the creams and what have you? So I want to actually be able to tell if something's good or bad. So if I'm using a product, I'm using it all the way through at day and night to see like what is happening. I'm using a vitamin E lotion right now that I feel like can go ahead and go in the trash. And then I'm going to go back to some of the like Korean skincare samples I've got. See, I'm one of those people too. I don't like to, because even like as a, a beauty writer, I don't like to buy too much into the consumerism of, of beauty and of skincare. I will not buy anything new until I have already used what I have and or something is actually not working or I have like an actual new issue. I really don't like just buying, buying, buying because this shit is expensive. Yeah, very. You know, like it adds up. And I thought about treating myself to, um, you know, there was like this whole thread about what Rihanna smells like. And so someone investigated and we think that we know what the fragrance is. So I was like, am I going to buy this for myself? I told you I can't commit to a fragrance because the ones that I like are like 200 plus dollars. Do they have small and versions though? I was looking for the small versions. I was actually looking like, okay, do they have like a, like a gift set situation? You know how I know that God has a sense of humor? Even the Sephora, like small ones of it, have almost every scent except for hers. <laughs> Do you think she orchestrated that? Like the world is not going to smell like me. I am the only one that gets to smell this way. I'm going to say something here. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say yes, because that's some shit I would do. Right? <laughs> I can't say I blame anybody for that. I mean, if you have the ability to control what the world smells like, do it. Like yeah. Rihanna... Rihanna can can do whatever she wants, and I I support whatever decision she happens to be making. Right, and I feel like even though this means that I am at some point going to spend an exorbitant amount of money on a French perfume, it makes me feel okay because you know my mantra in life, what will Rihanna do? Correct. Would Rihanna take this shit? Correct. So... You know, I think it's gonna happen, even if I'm just smelling well for myself in here. You know, like it's fine. I only buy travel size perfume because it turns. It turns. And you told me this. Yes. But I 
can't find a travel size of this scent. Maybe it could be like a timeshare situation, like five girls get together, buy one bottle, and decant into like smoke. Here's the thing. I don't want to get four other bitches. <laughs> you know? Like, I'm all for, I'm not one of those girls, this is why I love to, like, wear old clothes, because I'm not one of those girls who doesn't, like, tell people where I get things from, so I really like to re-wear my clothes all the time, so that when somebody is like, where'd you get that from? I'm like, the past, bitch, this is, like, seasons old, but I got it from, you know, like, wherever the fuck, and, but when it comes to a scent, I feel like it's just such a personal thing it's like the one thing I feel like I probably would not tell people because people will ask me like I have like my signature red lip and people will ask me what it is all the time and I have no problem stopping on the street breaking out all three of the things that I use to make that perfect blue red and I'm like bitch it's this and it's this and it's this and this is what you do first and then you do this but don't do this because then you hey you know I have no problem with that but I feel like a scent would be like the one thing that I would be like, oh, I don't know. I would make some shit up. I would make up a brand to lie to people and then they would Google it and be like, that doesn't exist. And it, you know. And that's fine. There is literally no, I mean, you don't have to make things easy for people. But you know, people love to say that like, oh, what a bitch. Like, what do you think? Blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, no, I deserve to keep something for myself. Correct. Correct. I mean, it's all for ourselves now. Damn. Like it's, I interviewed... So yesterday I interviewed a guy that's going to be on the podcast this coming Monday. And um, I was talking about, like, I asked him, like, the, what, in general, like, what are some of his favorite things about being single? One of my favorite things about being single that I'd said in this conversation was, like, I have the ability to look like shit all the time. Like, around the house. Like, I'm not ever self-conscious or worried about what somebody else thinks of me. Like, somebody that it would be nice if they were attracted to me all the time. I don't have to worry about that as a single person. And I think that that's pretty nice and cool and relaxing. And it will be one of the things that I miss. Like, I'm still going to look like shit once I'm partnered, but I might worry about it. Like, I can admit that. I, you know, you and I talk extensively about what's it going to be like when we finally meet a man who's worthy. And... I have to say, I have never been more happy and secure being single than now, because like I really don't have to worry about anything. And I'm just like, oh my God, like if I were quarantined with another person right now, this would be some straight bullshit. Oh my God, can you imagine? I can't. And that's why I'm so grateful. Like I'm so grateful. So like when my friends were like, you need to try to get home to Atlanta and quarantine there. I'm like, no, I really need to be in my own space. Mm-hmm. For this long, you know, and especially when we don't have an actual end date. Mm-mm. <laughs> it's just, it's so weird. It, all of it is just so weird. I like, I like taking time to talk about the beauty parts of it because it's a, it's a very relatable discussion that does not stress me out it's timely and relatable but this discussion doesn't stress me out like my roots that are growing in they don't really stress me out because no one can see them I leave my front door twice a week to go to the grocery store and everyone's so scared of everyone else that no one's looking I promise you see the thing about the penis mask yes and I applaud that woman I I applaud that woman tell everybody what it is for those who don't know okay so this woman made a face mask that is just covered in small penises such that if anyone comes up to her and says, are you aware that there are penises on your mask? She can let them know that that's their signal to know they're too fucking close to her. (laughs) And I'm just like, 
where do I give my money to this queen? (laughs) (laughs) I love, especially because speaking of beauty, I don't know what's up with dudes, but I feel like dudes as of late have gotten progressively more creepy, even though I'm wearing a mask. And I'm like, what does it say about how I look that people are more attracted to me while I'm wearing a mask? But anyway, it's like I'm wearing a baseball cap and a mask and dudes are just like crazy creepy. So I don't know if covering my face with dicks would like attract or repel them. You know, but I'm just like, I need to find a way for dudes to like stop hitting on me right now. And I know that sounds like such like a, like a woe is me kind of problem, but it really is getting like out of hand. A dude almost like drove up on the curb because he felt like he, he he felt like one of us was going to die if he didn't tell me that I was beautiful. Whole time I'm wearing a face mask. Based on what, fool? (laughs) You should write across the front of the mask. I've got it. And then they'll leave you alone. No, because then the question is going to be like, you got what? Oh, God. See? Oh, God. This is like the on Friends when Joey was like, Grandma's chicken salad. Like anything <laughs> can be made wrong. <laughs> and so speaking of beauty also, one of my guy friends, because I was having a conversation on Twitter one day about street harassment. And one of my guy friends like had to pull me to the side because this one girl was like, I just don't see what the big deal is about dudes telling you you're beautiful. Like, how can you have a problem with that? And my response, if you did not know any better, it, I, I feel like I did kind of come off as a dick because I was like, well, after so many people tell you that, honey, you know, what's a girl to do? Oh my God, it's just so overwhelming being told you're beautiful all the time, you know? And it's just, and my friend, he was like, well, Jessica, you do need to understand that for some women, that might be the only time that they're told that they're beautiful. So you as like an attractive girl, his words, not mine, you know, that might be, you know, like kind of watch what you're saying to people. So like now I'm even nervous about having like a, a conversation about street harassment, but it's just like, why should I be obligated to respond to this in a, in any kind of way. I'm not asking for this. I want to be left alone. <laughs> the entitlement of men on the street. Street harassment really it pisses me pisses me off because it, the entitlement implies that women are around for me to do to and with whatever I want. Yes. I can do whatever I want to her. She is my right. Interacting with her is my right. She has none. She is there for my amusement and entertainment. I feel very similarly about... Um, like wildly inappropriate men for me coming up to me when I'm dining alone at a bar. And they're always like 65, 70, something like that. It's always like a very, a much older man, like thinking that this is his right to just invade my life in a way that's very awkward for me. And what also kills me is they know how awkward it is for me. They can see my fucking discomfort and they don't stop. They just keep enjoying themselves And it takes everything in me not to like take my steak knife, just drive it through the top of their hand. Um, I think about that a lot. And then on the street, it's like I do carry mace and I want to mace these guys that say this stuff to me, but it's so dangerous. You can't do that. You don't know who they are, what they're capable. You can't like I consider myself a bit of a Batman. I like to make the world a better place for women than what I'm experiencing if I'm able to, but only if I'm able to safely. And so I can't, there's, 
I feel like I have very little recourse in the realm of unwanted male attention being deposited upon women. Yeah. That's frustrating for me. Yeah. Super frustrating. When you try to have conversations with dudes about it and it's like they either don't believe that it's what's happening to you or they try to, you know, like explain it away. And it's like, no, no. I'm telling you what my lived experience is, but of course I must somehow be wrong because you know better. Like, what is it? Anywho. Have you, you um, it is currently almost 3 p.m. Have you yet uh, read my Instagram stories today? No, not yet. Oh, you you have a treat coming to you, my friend. Oh, I'm do you know when, when like famous influencers and stuff say, oh my God, guys, I'm so sorry. I just can't write back to all these DMs. Like, you know when that happened? That's never happened to me in my life. Like I have a very manageable amount of DMs. I write back to everybody. Today, I cannot keep up. Um, it's because a few weeks ago, a man sent me an email. Um, you know, in his very unfortunate mind, he thought that he was doing me a service and he thought he was being very kind in his language. He was instructing me on how to um, get a husband. That's he was giving me his list of instructions. Like you do. Like you do. Um, It is to date the most condescending, clueless, misogynistic, offensive email I have ever received. But as you well know, may whatever hurts my feelings make me money. So I put it up on Medium with, um, I in full and then annotated and then responded to, and I put the whole email that he wrote me on my Instagram stories as a story. And at the end, you can tap through if you want to read my response. I cannot keep up with the DMs. I'm literally drowning in DMs. And I was waiting for you to read it because I'm like, I can't wait to see what she says to this shit. But it's very much about men thinking that their knowledge is Lord. You know what I mean? It's like, it, are dudes DMing you? No, it's all from women oh who are, God. who can't believe what they've read. Some real, is this a good phrase? Real men are DMing me like good friends of mine that are just like, are you fucking kidding? And I'm like, nope, that was real. Oh, speaking of, uh, so you know about this, but to your listeners, I really on Easter was really like missing my mom's like Easter dinner. So I found like a soul food restaurant um, that was delivering on Grubhub. And I shit you not went downstairs. I mean, I'm telling you not even in that way that women are like really hard on themselves. I mean, like I literally rolled out of the bed, put on like a house dress and just ran down the stairs, got my food, came back up. By the time I got back upstairs, the guy had messaged me like, hey, this is your Grubhub driver. You're so beautiful. Would love to take you out. First of all, this is a violation because I did not give you this information in a social context. So it's very creepy to me that you know where I live and you have my phone number and you have used it in a social context. Start there. Then when the fuck you think you're going to take me out? I mean, do you know when this is ending? If so, please tell me. Enlighten us all. Sir, please. So I send this to my group text and they were like, what's the big deal? What really upset me was one of my friends said, well, (laughs) 
brace yourself. She said, well, when you use those services, they have access to your information anyway. So it's like the risk that you take. And oh, I wish y'all could see Shaney's face. It's like the risk that you take. And it's not like he's harassing you, like texting you multiple times. And I'm just like, so unless this dude actually sends me a dick pic or comes and knocks on my door or like actually like violates me, it doesn't matter that, you know, and it's just like, it made me think about the show you and you watch you and you're like, who would fall for this? Or who would think that it's okay? Come to find out it's some people I know mm-hmm. who would fully be on board with Joe Goldberg and would be like, yeah, he popped up on this vacation that I was on and I don't know how he knew I was there. And I feel like they'd be like, oh my God, that's so romantic. No, he's fucking stalking you. You know, I was so, I was so upset at like the lack of support, but like my guy friends were like, did you lock your door? Are you okay? You know, like, it, I, I don't know. Because they know guys are fucking creepy. Yeah, I was appalled that it was just like, I should be flattered by this. And it's like, oh, well, was he cute? Is this a fucking Marilyn Monroe movie? Was he cute? Someone literally said, was he cute? I so mean, if he was cute. And I said, oh, hey, damn, big boy, come on up. <laughs> then what? There's no limit to the fresh hell's. We can experience a single lemon. There's just no end. I mean, the world is nothing if not interesting. Shit. Like, we have things to talk about. Another thing that we discussed during the phone conversation that led to this episode and your uh, recurrence as a, as a recurring guest on my podcast. very special. I just want to say. You're the first. You are the first I'm recurring like, guest. Friends of the podcast, Jess of Not Carrie Bradshaw. And I'm like, hey, girl. You know, I love it. <laughs> So we were discussing something that we didn't realize we have in common. And the more I think about it, the more I'm like, are we weird or are we just not talking about this as a community? Um, We like to shower in the dark, not the whole dark. Like it's best if ambient lighting from the other room can come through via an open bathroom door. Let's say that we like to shower with a specific lighting concept. There we go. And it does not involve overhead lighting from the bathroom. Yeah. It's too much. And I'm going to tell you where where it came from for me. And then because I had to go back and think, like, why did I start doing this? Any of my podcast listeners or like readers or like supporters of, you know, like what I do, or even if you meet me on a street corner, you will somehow become aware that I have like struggled with weight issues for a while. And at one point, I was so um, embarrassed and ashamed of how much weight I had gained that I felt like I would dread taking showers because I did not want to see myself naked even in the context of showering. And, but, but the combination of being black and being from the South, I think uh, um, uh, one of the vestiges of like our relationship to this country is that we are overly clean. We have a, 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 um, a hyper awareness of number one, um, spatial awareness. Mm -hmm. We're hyper aware of the space that we take up. So we're overly considerate that we're not in anyone's space. And I think that we are like very vigilant in terms of being clean because the, the, you know, the, the messaging was just that by virtue of being black, you were not a clean person. So I think that like black people, particularly in the South, as a matter of safety and as a matter of being able to just like live in the world, like we are very, very clean people. We're very, and I think that that's also kind of like why we are the way that we are about like sneakers and about like clothing. And it's like, 
to get y'all to fuck up off of us, you know? So I'm, I'm baffled just, by clean sneakers. I'm so oh. you walk outside, things ha- like how do you I don't understand. It mm-hmm. is it a goal without an end? There just must be no no end to the sneaker I'm just, polishing. I'm just, it doesn't make sense, but I genuinely can't even think about I don't even want to touch a dirty sneaker to put it on my shoe. It feels nasty. Mm. So said that to say, I'm not about to not wash my ass. I'm not about to not shower. You know what I mean? Even though, like, I feel this, like, utter shame about, like, how much weight I've gained. And, I, and I'm, I've become, like, very conscious of even saying that because I feel like people see me and they're just like, fuck you. <laughs> but, like, I know how I feel about, like, my weight. And it's, like, my personal journey. I yes. can still have to feel about it. But so I saw on Twitter this person was also saying the same thing. And this person responded and was like, don't turn on the light. It was like all these like practical, someone had started like this thread of like practical advice that they had gotten from their therapist for people who couldn't afford therapy. And like one person was saying like how your therapist puts things in very like simple terms where it was just like, I the idea of making a sandwich like makes me want to die. And the person's therapist was like, then don't make the sandwich. Just eat the bread, like eat the bread and then eat the cheese and then have a piece of meat. And you know, th- like how your therapist makes you feel dumb for not thinking of something. So one of the things was like, if you feel that way and you know that you need an want to shower don't turn on the light and I just never stopped doing it so at one point it actually like progressed because at one point it would really be like whole ass dark yeah and so like over time I have like created like a lighting concept for myself and I have like actually gotten to a place where I can like look at my naked body in a mirror and feel good about it but it took me like a minute to get there. So that's why I did it because it was just like a practicality that, you know, I just was in a bad place and I needed to work around it. And I think that's a beautiful solution. Cause it's easy. It's very easy to do. I just didn't realize that other people did it. I was like, do other people enjoy this? If you enjoy showering in the dark, please email a single serving podcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Um, I do it just because it, I get very stressed out by overhead lighting. I don't know if that's just like a lifetime of like harsh overhead lighting has always meant that I am in school or I am at work and I don't like either of those things or I don't know why, but overhead lighting, bright, stark overhead lighting feels very not home to me. And so if I want a shower should be like a relaxing experience, at least it is for me. Um, so if the lights are off and my bathroom door is open and I have like the natural light coming through from the living room, that's my ideal shower situation. It just feels so much more relaxing and less stressful. I don't know why light stresses me out so much. Like you've seen my Christmas lights. Like that's my lighting is just Christmas lights because I don't like yeah. any other kind. Thank you. I love it. Thank you. I used to have like, like shadow about it. I thought that like it looked too juvenile or like I hadn't grown up yet because my house was covered in twinkle lights, but this is just self care. Like, the fact that my lighting scheme is twinkle lights is hugely self-care. And they're on, by the way, from the time I wake up until the time I go to bed, regardless of how much natural light is coming through, because yeah. it just doesn't feel right if they're not on. I feel like it's almost like visual Xanax in a weird way. I mean, I think a part of self-care in the real way where it's not just buying shit mm-hmm. is learning these, like otherwise odd things that just make you feel good and I think you will even like deny yourself doing something that feels good because it's you haven't heard anyone else say it or because it's you know what I mean like it's new to you and I 
take a great amount of joy in learning like these new things that just like make me feel good. Yeah. And I think makeup is a part of that. Like makeup is a huge part of that, that, you know, I think it's like such a, a dead giveaway sometimes when people are just like, I just don't have the time and I just don't blah, 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 blah. And it's like, this isn't a thing that I have to try hard to do. I do it because it makes me feel good. Yeah. It's not a chore to you. Yeah. And, but people will try to make me unintentionally or intentionally. I don't know what bitches intentions be, but you know, it's, they'll kind of try to like make me feel the way because I do take the time, you know, like to put on a face of makeup, you know? And it's just like, well, it, it just, it feels good. I do what feels good to me. And I think you get a certain amount of confidence from doing that too. That's you know? very grown up. This is very grown up shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It takes a lot of adulthood to figure this kind of stuff out for sure. And to know yourself that well, and then to be comfortable with what you know about yourself and to not care what other people think about what you know about yourself and what you need. Um, before we go back to the topic of, of beauty and how our, uh, maintenance has changed in light of these apocalyptic times. Um, there's a lot more DIY going on and, I like that very much. I like people's resourcefulness. I also like seeing uh, invention come from necessity. Um, but I also just like smart solutions. To that end, I would like you to give me your honest opinion of static nails. Oh, yes. Because I completely forgot to talk about this. So I am a nails girl. I was a nails girl when I was very, very young and then I abandoned it for a while. And so the past like maybe five years, I have been like a nails girl. It's just a part of my, you know, whatever. So naturally, bitches can't get their nails done right now. <laughs> and I had somewhat of the foresight to actually get my tips removed right before it, like quarantine was like mandatory, like whatever. And I just had like a, a acrylic overlay over my natural nails because they had started to grow. Well, you know, <laughs> that got to be pretty rough. I sent you the picture. So I soaked them off. And again, my nails had grown pretty long, but they were just too thin mm -hmm. to manage with. And like, that's such a, like an icky, icky feeling. I it's can't like stand it. I cut them off. I cut <laughs> them off. I can't take it. So I was like, okay, I'm about to have to go old school and opt for the press-ons, which is what I did, you know, when I was very young and my mom would not let me go to a nail salon. It was like a thing you had to earn when you got a certain age. So um, a few places I looked, like Jackie Ina, YouTube, um, bad bitch extraordinaire, I love her. Um, she swears by press-ons, but the company that she uses is kind of pricey. I wasn't prepared to make that much of a commitment. So, and obviously we're all thinking the same things. So a lot of places are sold out and, you know, the options at the drugstore are just a bit much. Like, I don't need Cardi B nails. No. Like, they're really, like, going overboard. Like, press-ons have made, like, a huge comeback. Mm -hmm. And some of them have really gone overboard. So said all that to say, I landed on the page for static nails. I got them in the mail yesterday. I put them on. And I have to say, they're not a perfect fit. And... They are very clearly press-ons and not acrylics because they're not as, you know, thick or hard or sturdy, but they are getting the job done. Nice. I feel like they're durable. Um, I have another um, order coming from another company and they're like glittery and more girly. So I will report back about those as well. 
I can vouch for static nails in saying not a perfect fit, but for what we're doing right now, go for it. But I can't say that like it they're any better than like a kiss or a whomever else is making. You know what I mean? By the time your episode airs, it will be a week and a half in the future. So I will get an update from you that we can add to the show notes for follow up information. In addition to, I did get an email from them today that they have restocked. And that is good customer service. That's what you want in an Apocalypse Beauty Company. You want attentiveness. You don't want to feel alone in this life. You want to know that you can get your nails when you want them. I'm terrified of press-on nails because um, length is a particular uh, quirk with me. Like, I can't really control the length of static nails. Like, they are the length they come in. and They too- have some short ones, though. They, I, they look too short. See, a very particular. Too short is too short. Too long is too long. And too long is only too long because it slows down my typing. And if anything impedes the words coming out of my brain, if my fingers cannot keep up with my brain, I get very angry very quickly. So I'm always really particular with the nail girl about like the length of things and whatnot. But I will say... Um, I've been a nails girl for the last five years as well. Sometimes I just do a gel manicure. Sometimes I do hard gel on top of my nails. Sometimes I've done tips before. That hasn't worked out well with my contact lenses. I'll just be honest about that. Um, But when this is all over, I think I'm going to get a full set of the hard gel over my nails and go back to having some length to them because this is driving me crazy. Can I tell you what I've decided I'm going to do when this is all over? Yes. I am going to go blonde. Mm. I have been saying I want to do it for like a really long time. And I feel like if this has taught us anything, it's the brevity of life. And it's like the worst thing that can happen is that I'll have to cut my hair. Plot twist, my hair is already short. And that shit always grows back. Praise God. So (laughs) I am going to go blonde. So you're going to get a full set. Low key, I would be honored if you let me select the design as we go to the... Have you told your listeners about our origin story? I mean, which part? They know that we're friends because of Tracy Ellis Ross. No, before that, like in the flashback of our lives intersecting and us not knowing it, we used to go to the exact same nail tech. Tony. Yes. Oh my God. And Tony was very mean to me, so I don't go to Tony anymore. Tony, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but it's just true. Tony was mean to both of us. And it's so funny that we had the same nail tech for like a year, never crossed paths. And then Tracy Ellis Ross brought us together. I mean, it's It's some things are meant to be. Something egg of our friendship. It's, you know, I like that we can both identify and utilize the best nail technician in Brooklyn, even if she's mean. It's nice that we can find her. I found her because of Twitter. I was fully eavesdropping two other girls tweeting at each other about nails in Brooklyn. I was like, oh, I'm just going to slide in here. And before you get to book an appointment, I'm going to book an appointment. And I did. And then I went to Tony and she doesn't like me very much. But that's okay. Now I have a new... Lady that I use, I like her very much. She's down the street. So looking forward to that. I also have wanted to go blonde for years and years and years. And I looked into it in January and am now, I'm very glad that I did not start that process because it would have been, I don't want to, (laughs) I don't want to. It, It just sounded like, like I've read so many stories about girls who have brown dye on their hair for various reasons. I have brown hair, brown dye on my hair to cover gray. And I've heard of so many stories of girls not liking their brown dye or whatever it is, going into a salon, having them remove the brown dye and then blonde their hair. Like, 
and that's a real thing that can happen. I've read too many stories about this. I've seen too many success stories of this happening. And I was like, if these bitches can get it, why can't I? I went into a salon and they're like, so this is going to take like, she, she described the next two years of my life in an effort to try to blonde this hair. I'm like, I don't think I'm that difficult. It's a commitment. It's a commitment. It's a lot of money. Um, I don't know that I need to do that right now. I really want it. I really want to try it because it's been something that I've thought about for so long. You know, when you think about something for so long, you just want to go ahead and do it. Um, I've been thinking about this for years and years. And like, that was the closest I ever came. But just in describing, she's like, well, we can maybe start with a few highlights. And then I looked at the price of that. And then it was like every couple of months going back and doing that little for that much money until like two years from now, maybe I have the blonde hair I want. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I'm not that dumb. I feel you. I I think that after this, people are going to look very different and that people are just going to be happy to be able to do anything. Like, obviously, once the economy balances out and things, you know, like whatever. But it's like you look at post-apocalyptic movies like Mad Max and you're like, how did they like devolve into like, this style and I fully understand why because it's like everything is turned upside down one plus one no longer equals two you can just do whatever you want so I feel like people are about to look very like different and like I think people are going to really lean into a specific expression of themselves because everyone not everyone some people are getting very in touch with themselves and who they are and what they like and what they want and I think we're going to see a lot more self-expression I love that I love that I'm going to I'm going to express a lot more honesty in the way that I dress. I hate being uncomfortable. And so much of what I've always worn has made me very uncomfortable. But I've done that because I thought like I needed to for like presentation value. And I don't want to do that anymore. I've been nothing but comfortable physically in my clothes for the last month and a half. It's going to be pretty hard to get me out of the shit. So I don't want I don't want like convention or worry about what other people think of me. Like I, I, I want to be thought of as like attractive, broad range, like out in the world. And I feel like all of the clothes that I wear are very like soft and pajama like and not, there's no, it's not like it's not feminine or it's just not like, I feel like it doesn't look put together enough. Like the way that I like to dress does not look put together. The way that I like to dress is very relaxed and like not, there's like no structure to the way that I like to dress like no structure which is fine that's an aesthetic too yeah well it's gonna have to be because this is a whole new it's a whole new like it's time you have time to think about what you want to do when you get out of here you know what I mean it's very strange to me um but it's also I mean it's a slower and a more patient time and maybe like those are the nice things to think about is like what what can change? What can go? What can come in? Like we have the luxury of time at the moment. We don't have the luxury of a lot right now. But we have the luxury of time to think about things that maybe we don't give attention to when our lives are a rat race. And maybe that's like one positive morsel to pluck out of this dumpster fire of a situation that we're in. I don't know. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all extremely, extremely weird. But thank you for, for being my friend during it. Thank you for being a, a textable ear and a FaceTime when I need one. I appreciate that. And same friend, I feel like I have, for a while, I was just like, why won't God send me a friend who's as dependable as me? And he was just like, heard you. (laughs) (laughs) Heard you. (laughs) I am here for you, though not literally there on your side of Brooklyn, unfortunately. 
No, I truly consider your friendship and what I have learned from you, like as a person, um, as a brand, to be like a legit blessing um, and very serendipitous. Like learning about like being happy, single, and you know, just so many things I've learned from your guests or whatever. It came right when I needed it, and I truly consider it a blessing. Thank you, love. Likewise, um, I'm gonna talk to you about those static nails in a week. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Talk soon. Bye. Bye.